Hello and welcome to Raising Foodies, a podcast from babies and myself, Catherine Lipp, registered nutritionist and specialist in infant and early childhood nutrition. This podcast is here to provide you with evidence-based weaning advice and offer a helping hand to any parent who is embarking on the wonderful weaning journey. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to you all about early weaning routine for your little ones. So, so far in this series, we've already talked about when to introduce foods to your little ones and what's the right age for introducing solid foods. We've talked about what are the best first foods to offer and we've also talked about the texture of those first foods as well. Um, But what I found hardest when I was weaning my two boys um, several years ago now um, was actually knowing how to fit all of this new food into our routine. And routine is so important, isn't it, with babies? We know that they like routine um, and actually adults like a lot of routine too. We like to know what's coming next. We like the familiarity of it all. And that is really important for your baby. Routine is important. Um, And I particularly when I was weaning my two found it really difficult to suddenly start adding in all of this solid food and this faff (laughs) that there is with weaning equipment and food preparation and, and the mess of it all trying to work out how to fit that into my baby's routine best was um, a challenge that I wasn't prepared for actually. So that's why I really wanted to do an episode today with you about early weaning routine um, and sort of sharing some tips about how you can fit that in um, to your routine and what's best in terms of building that mealtime routine for your little ones. So I think first of all it's really important to start by saying that you know weaning is a very gradual process. Um, we don't suddenly go from a milk-based diet to eating three meals a day. It starts slowly um, and if you listen to my last episode about um, the textures and some of those skills that are needed in order to eat solid food it helps you to really understand and appreciate actually how much physical work and manipulation with that tongue and that jaw movement and coordination and practice is really really needed um, in order to master this new skill of eating um, and I think when you remember that it can be really helpful just to slow the pace down and remember that it's a gradual process and for some babies it will take some time. So when you first start weaning you'll start with one meal a day um, at a time that suits you and your baby. So there's no right or wrong with what time of day you introduce that meal. You could choose to do the sort of morning time, roughly around a, a suitable breakfast time. You could do lunchtime or you could do the evening meal if you want to. What's important is that it works for you and it works for your baby's routine. Um, so what you want to do ideally is try to allow enough time between milk feeds and meals to ensure that your baby has enough appetite for solid food. So if you were trying to give them their pureed broccoli directly after a milk feed, um, they might be very happy and content to sit in their high chair um, and play and explore, but they're probably going to be quite full up on milk. So the appetite isn't there. So we want to make sure that we allow a little bit of time for that appetite to be generated. So um, spacing out your milk feeds and your solid food meals can just allow a little bit of time for that appetite to develop. And if there's a little bit of appetite there, there's likely to be more interest in the food and your baby might um, enjoy eating a little bit of the food. 
Um, so as I say, there's no right or wrong in terms of what time of day you introduce this first meal um, to your little one. The morning can often work quite well um, when your baby is well rested from their nighttime sleep. They might be feeling more playful, alert in the in the morning compared to the evening, and they may have a little bit more appetite earlier on in the morning as well. Um, the other thing with offering the solid food in the morning is that it will allow you to monitor any kind of signs or symptoms of a reaction to that weaning food as the day goes on. Um, so often the morning time, the breakfast sort of meal is a popular time to be introducing that first meal of the day. Um, but as I say, there's no right or wrong. And what's most important is that you choose a time of day that suits you and your baby. You want to make sure that you've got time to sit down, to reassure your baby, maybe to do some role modeling or um, use your body language to reassure and encourage your little one um, and encourage that exploration of food without feeling rushed basically um so consider what's best for you and consider what's best for your baby and when you're likely to find a bit more interest and engagement for your little one um there is an element of trial and error with this so don't worry if you kind of have a play around with the timings of your meals so it can fit in with routine um it really doesn't matter if it's not at exactly the same time each day um you can play around with it and of course routine changes from day to day depending on what you've got going on so um, it's important not to feel that it has to be at a very structured time every single day. Um, you can think about what works for you with your routine each day. Um, and whilst you are introducing solid food, I think it's important to mention how all of this fits in with the milk feeding routine. Um, and actually to begin with, and for quite some time during the weaning journey, your baby's milk feeding routine shouldn't change so we should still continue to offer them the same amount of milk that they've always had previously so you're breastfeeding on demand throughout the day or you're giving the same number of bottles or a combination of the two depending on what you're doing the solid food that you're offering doesn't replace a milk feed at first Um, and if we think about the types of foods that we're offering so you know specifically starting with vegetables a few tastes of broccoli puree for example is not enough to replace a milk feed it's great for um, exploring those tastes and introducing something very new and for practicing those feeding skills but in terms of energy and calories it is not enough to replace a milk feed so actually what we want to do is not so much think of it as weaning off milk we're more thinking of it as complementary feeding um, and we are complementing the milk diet with solid food we are not weaning off milk yet that comes much later and I will cover um, when to reduce milk feeds later on in this series um, as that's often a big question too so once you have um, begun introducing one meal a day and your baby is getting to grips with this challenging feeding journey um, and you're exploring those vegetable flavours and your baby might be starting to take slightly larger quantities of food, we can then think about moving on to two and then eventually three meals a day. Um, And this is a question that I get asked a lot by parents, you know, when should I be moving on to two meals a day? What is the right age? Um, There's no magic age. 
And that's because every baby is different. So it's very normal for some babies to adapt to solid foods more quickly and some babies will adapt much more slowly to solid food than others. That is completely normal. There's no um, there's no cutoff, there's no sort of recommended age or time frame to be introducing that solid food. We need to remember that learning to eat is a big deal for your baby um, and it takes time to learn those skills required for feeding and it's really important to go at your baby's pace. Um, so moving on from one meal to two meals a day will happen at a different time for every baby. It might be that maybe you know one or two weeks into weaning your baby is showing good interest, um, they're, they're adapting well to solid food and they're really practicing those feeding skills within manipulating the food around their mouth and they might be ready to move on to two meals a day after just one or two weeks. Um, similarly, it can take much longer to adapt. So it might be that for some babies it doesn't happen for four or five weeks into weaning. Um, it's really important to just follow your baby's cues and don't be afraid to, to try a second meal of the day if you think your baby might be ready and see how they get on. So instead of focusing on a, a specific age that we should be introducing the second meal of the day, it's important to kind of look out for your baby's signs and signals and ask yourself, you know, are they enjoying mealtimes? Um, are they having a good go at manipulating food in their mouth with their tongue and practicing those feeding skills? Have they started to take slightly larger quantities of solid food when you offer it? Are they showing a bit more kind of interest in food are they happy to explore the foods that you're offering are they having fun and playing with those foods um, are they adjusting to new flavors and textures um, and remember that actually you know even if your baby doesn't eat much of the food in the beginning your baby is still benefiting from all the other sensory aspects of food so the smell the appearance the touch and the feel of that food on their hands or their face and even all of that sensory input is such a useful journey for your baby um, and I know it can feel really disheartening as a parent if they don't eat anything or they're quite reluctant for that food to go into their mouth but if they're happy playing and exploring that food with other senses, that's still a really positive mealtime experience. Um, so, you know, I always say to parents, it's not just about how much goes in and comes out the other end. It's all of that, that sensory input, all of those sensory steps will help get them there in the end. So don't forget to sort of celebrate though that sensory exploration um, as well as the eating. Um, and you know actually for some babies even sitting in the high chair putting a bib on and having all of this kind of new weaning equipment around them is such a, a, a big deal and it provides a lot of sensory input so even that um, is an obstacle it's a sensory obstacle and, th and that requires adjustment so really I can't emphasize enough how important it is to just respond to your baby's cues go at their pace the main goal is to try to keep meal times light enjoy sociable and fun and really let your baby guide the pace of that weaning. 
Um, so it might be the case that your baby is accepting two meals a day by six and a half or seven months, but it might also very well be the case that your baby moves on to two meals a day at seven and a half or eight months. There's no right or wrong, just follow their cues. Um, and it's important to keep up with their milk feeds throughout. So just as I said um, earlier when we were talking about introducing one meal a day, the milk feeds shouldn't change in frequency or quantity at this point. See if you can, again, space out the milk feeds um, in between your solid food meals um, so that there isn't sort of confusion between milk and solid food and so that you can allow a little bit of time for appetite to build up in between. So it might be that you try to space milk feeds and um, solid food meals out every two or two and a half hours, um, depending on how frequently your baby is demanding milk. It might be that you've only got sort of an hour and a half um, between a, a milk feed and a solid food meal, and that's absolutely fine. Um, it's just enough time to try and build up a little bit of appetite and therefore interest and motivation to eat. But it's important to keep up with all of those milk feeds for now. We're not dropping those just yet. Um, and however many meals your baby is having, as weaning progresses, it's important to think about variety. Um, so we have talked about in a previous episode those first important first foods for your little one um, with a specific emphasis on vegetables to get those flavours in those more savoury and bitter flavours in and once you've been doing that for a couple of weeks you can really start to progress with the variety and bring in different food groups Um, and iron rich foods are actually particularly useful um, to bring in quite early on in the weaning process so as soon as you've got those um, those vegetables under your belt think about different food groups um, and particularly iron rich foods which would include things like beans or pulses or lentils meats and fish um, you could start to introduce eggs as well smooth peanut butter mixed into um, some of their weaning foods or on porridge um, and other nut butters as well those foods are really good sources of iron um, as well as protein and other things like zinc Um, and iron is particularly key at this age because what happens is during pregnancy babies will take iron stores from the mother and they store them in their liver Um, and those iron stores are usually enough to last around about the first six months of life for most healthy full-term babies after that first six months of life those iron stores are starting to drop so weaning becomes really important at that point because we want to start just introducing a little bit of iron rich foods alongside those vegetables to top up those iron stores Um, and of course you can also start to bring in things like carbohydrate foods rice and porridge and other grains Um, that can all be a, a really useful way to balance the food groups out um so thinking about variety as you move on and in the show notes for this podcast which you can find on the baby's website um, you will find um, an example mealtime routine which just reiterates what we're talking about in terms of moving gradually from one meal to two meals to three meals a day but it will also give you some ideas of some of those iron rich foods and how to combine those different food groups um, so that you can gradually bring in a bit more variety so please do go and have a look at, at the show notes notes as well.
And once your baby is established on th- two meals a day, um, which as I say, will be varying ages for all of you. Um, but once they are um, established on two meals a day and they are, you're introducing a bit more variety in terms of those different food groups, um, you can then think about moving on to three meals a day. Um, and again, when you do this, is really dependent on your baby. So some babies will take very well to weaning and will be ready for three meals a day alongside their milk feeds much sooner than others. So usually it's somewhere between seven to nine or 10 months um, as a guide. It, it There's a really wide variation there. Um, remember that weaning is a big adjustment for your baby and it's important to go at their own pace. So it doesn't matter whether your baby is on moved on to three meals a day by seven months or by nine or 10 months follow your baby's lead respond to what they're telling you um even though they can't talk yet there are lots of communication signals so they will soon let you know whether they are interested in the food and they are they're leaning in and they want more and more or whether they're feeling really quite anxious about this very new experience and if they're clamping their mouth shut and turning their head away or they're becoming restless in the high chair it's really important that we respond to those cues in order to keep meal times comfortable and calm and stress-free for your baby but also for you so take it at your baby's pace don't be led by these sort of really definitive guides that you might have seen or read um it's important to to do it at your baby's pace um and all the time whether you're on one meal or two meal or three meals you can still get variety in there and it's important like I've said to keep up with all of your baby's milk feeds so even if they're not taking much solid food you can reassure yourself that they're still getting plenty of energy and nutrients from the milk feeds which which shouldn't change um quite yet um so bear all of that in mind as you're going through this journey um and I should also make a little comment about portion sizes um which you know I've kind of touched on there but there are no evidence-based portion size guides for babies every baby is different and every day they might eat a different amount so don't worry too much about how much they're eating at each meal whether it's just a tiny taste and a lick of the tongue to begin with Um, or whether they are guzzling down spoonfuls and spoonfuls it's okay for your baby to be in charge of that appetite and actually it's really important for your baby to be in charge of that appetite because babies are very good at knowing their own appetite and just as we do with milk feeding we sort of allow them to feed until they tell us they've had enough by coming off the breast or coming off the bottle and that's what we call responsive feeding Um, we are responding to their signals and their cues Um, and your baby is getting signals from their from their sort of um, their gut and their brain pathway is telling them how full they are how much of their energy intake they have met and whether they need to keep eating or whether they need to stop and what's really important is that we don't override that system that their body is is in in control of Um, and so the same applies to solid food as it does to milk feeds your baby should always be in charge of how much they want to eat and your role 
as the parent or the carer is to provide the food so you're in charge of what the food is and you're in charge of when you're serving it but your baby should always be in charge of how much Um, and some parents will say to me they're really concerned that their baby isn't eating enough and that might just be because they're they're taking their time to explore this really new experience Um, but that's absolutely fine rely on the milk feeds and just expose them to tiny tastes until they are ready to get going with a bit more Um, on the opposite end of the scale some parents will say to me you know they're really concerned that their babies just want to keep eating and keep eating and keep eating and again you know that's absolutely fine Um, they will stop when they're full up um, and what you can do is if they are really enjoying their food and they're wanting more and more and more, you can get more variety in there. So, you know, you might have given them a, a, some several spoonfuls of broccoli puree and they finished all of that and they still seem to be asking for more so um if that's the case you might think about okay well they've had lots of broccoli so what can I give them to add to that variety so I might focus on some iron rich foods maybe something like some mashed beans um you could mash in a little bit of rice with that as well to get those grains in there um and really balance out those food groups so think about variety but if your baby is wanting to keep going with portions of food that is absolutely fine um allow them to be in control and there's a really nice saying actually um which is you know you provide and they decide and I think that's a really nice way to sort of allow your baby to still be in control of how much they're eating we're not pushing or pressurizing them to eat we're really responding to their cues Um, and if we do all of that the whole way through their infancy and even into kind of childhood it's really important to have that responsive feeding behavior so that your baby feels in control they're not being pressured or coerced to eat and that can really make the difference with building healthy eating habits later on too so um that sort of summarizes my thoughts and advice around introducing one and then eventually two and eventually three meals a day as I say please do head to the show notes um for that um, mealtime routine which will guide you through that in a bit more of a pictorial way um and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of this podcast where we'll be talking all about introducing allergens (laughs) 